0: <laughs> My co-host Pete is like a mechanism, you know. Once you put him in motion, he will not stop. He's got this wonderful gift of blankness. now um, this is uh too young for the shit. An adolescent addicted to action, and today we're discussing. I, I, it's one of the best. It's one of the the, the most fun to revisit uh, action films that I can think of. Uh, we're talking about Point Break, and we got with us uh, two guests. We got Mary Widow musician and burlesque artist and josh bear uh cartoonist and educator and we're here to get into this you know we're going to get into the saga of johnny utah Bodie, tyler uh <laughs> angelo um the guy from uh, scrubs who's re- re- really good as a captain <laughs> everybody and, and i will not know many of these actors names and will refuse re- to learn them so there will be simply other characters they played in other shows and movies right like war child from cyborg fucking madman love him Okay, so real quick, um, I liked the movie. Uh, what do you guys think?
1: It was okay. I didn't. I didn't really care for it too much. No, I'm just kidding. It's one of the best. Okay, so starting with you, Pete. Um, do you remember when's the first time you saw Point Break? I actually don't – you ask me this every movie and I, for some reason, don't really remember the first time I saw it. It just seems like it's always been there as part of like my growing up. You know, I can't really say off the top of my head when the first time I saw it was. But you, but you think you were like definitely like a kid? Or, or, or oh, like yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, as a kid. Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'll, pretty much all those movies we talk about now, if I had seen them at my age, I would have been like, what a piece of shit. Like- <laughs> good, way, good way to start. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, Mary – When's the, first, when's the first time you saw it, and uh, do you think you would still think it's a piece of shit now? Or are
1: you...
2: um, well, the first time I saw it, I was, it was 2014. What? So, what? Yeah. Oh, because, I love this. Um, so, as you know, I am, am a lifelong Keanu Reeves fan, and I, I, I think, don't know if you could say that now. No, I mean it's true, and we can get more into that later. But right, um, I think I put off watching Point Break because I don't typically love an action movie like a quote-unquote action movie and there was you know one night I was home by myself and I was like you know what point break and I made myself a steak and I had a bottle of red wine and I had a little date (laughs) with myself and just watched point break and I'm really glad that I did because it turned out to be quite a romantic movie
0: I mean can't argue with that I think you did the that's a that's probably the best first viewing of a point break I've ever heard of.
2: Yeah. And, and I love it. It's so good. Anytime I rewatch it, I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, no, this is legit good. So it's always nice to rewatch.
0: Josh, can you possibly follow that first time viewing? Uh,
3: I'll do my best. Uh, let's see. I saw it. What year did it come out? 91? 91. Well, it had to have been like a year, within a year of it coming out. I think it was like 91 or 92. I saw it on video. I was, uh, visiting a friend of mine in Chicago and it was, uh, I grew up in Columbus, Ohio. And my last book was, um, my last book was about like, I had this really long kind of lost period when I was living there where I didn't really have any friends. And, uh, I did have a friend who lived in Chicago and I remember going out to go connect with him and he had like a, uh, a, a pile of like vcr tapes like in his house and i had had that he had best of the best part two which is also a great movie he had no wait a minute i'm sorry it was lionheart which is also great and um <clears> and there was other cool shit like the dan the danzig promotional video the famous oh, one that everybody with the means- library yeah he's like you know yeah uh, we sitting there reading with his shirt off And uh, so it was like, whatever the promotional Danzig tour video, I think it was promoting Lucifuge. And we had some other shit, like everything that we, everything was on a shelf I considered to be really punk. And I started watching it and I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like Mary and that I I didn't, I'm like, I don't want to watch a movie about a football playing cop. And then I, and I don't care about surfing either. And, uh, but then I started watching it, you know, with a lot of, you know, a lot of, um, I'm not sure what the word is, but um, you know, got dra- got dragged into it and saw how good it was really quick. I think the first time I watched it, I I, I think the whole time, I kind of thought the movie's accidentally good, and then at a certain point, like when Ronald Reagan is like on fire at the beginning of the foot race <laughs> that was like right. you, you know you you gotta like you gotta give it up to the movie and uh, for the fantastic piece of piece of film that it is
0: real quick to talk about what you said um, i kind of feel like uh keanu's performance is sort of like uh, the movie where it's like halfway through i'm with him Like, also, I'm like, okay, you know, you're a little dicey before, but also I'm like this, you're perfect for this, this, somehow, this is really working for me. And yeah, and and there's parts even like, I know they they shot the very end first, I believe, that's incorrect. Is that incorrect?
1: yeah they the very end they that was a pickup shot when he was filming bill and ted uh go to hell bill bill and ted's bogus journey that's why his hair is long like that oh so i thought
0: they shot first and then they had him cut her hair okay well either way when uh uh he says something and 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 uh bodie Swayze just repeats what he says like he's like you walk away he's like i walk away and i feel like swayze's just fucking with Keanu as an actor like and they kept it on on the screen but i i it all kind of gels it all works um all right so real quick Checked with the first time we saw it. Um, Catherine Bigelow. This is my first Catherine Bigelow movie. I I'm almost. I think this, and I maybe saw Strange Days or Near Dark next. Is is this everyone's first Catherine Bigelow flick?
2: Yes. Near Dark would have been my first because I definitely <coughs> saw Near Dark before I saw Point Break.
0: And you, uh, and you like I, Near Dark?
2: I do like Near Dark. I haven't watched yeah, it in me- a super long time, but I have nothing but fond vampire memories. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like I. I don't think I've seen really any of her other movies. I'm not into the like military dude stuff, even (laughs) though I like her and I like her, you know, director's eye. And I think she's um, really smart and really good, but meh.
0: I'm kind of similar where like her, I haven't seen all her newer stuff, but I saw Hurt Locker and um, it it just doesn't look as much like dirty grindhousey fun Mm-hmm. It, not a genre, but like I, I don't know. Have you guys all seen all her newer stuff? I, I have it. not. I've seen Hurt Locker, and I think I
3: Hurt Locker and one of the other ones. Well, zero,
1: z- yeah, zero dark thirty. Right, well, that was her, or was that not yeah, her? It was, no, that's her. Was it good? Yeah, it was incredible. Good deal. I mean, it was, it was completely off, right? completely different kind of movie, but obviously, right?
0: Do you have like, a preference?
1: Do you think for her like early stuff? This or is it kind of all fine? It's like two different flavored pop tarts. They're both incredible. Right. Right. <laughs> so sometimes you're in the mood for s'mores flavor pop tarts and sometimes you just want the uh, cherry.
3: Man, you're that's pretty good, man. I
2: literally did that the other night where I made <laughs> one packet of s'mores and then one packet of strawberry.
3: Oh, there we go. I think so. that, you know, I, th- I think it's a classic case of somebody making quote unquote important movies. Um and that has a lot of drawbacks to it, but you know, she went for it. It's like she's yeah, she I looked her up today. She's 70 years old. She was born in 1950. So, she spent her she decided to go for it in her 60s and we'll see what she does during the next decade. It's like uh yeah, yeah, it's one of those things it is one of those things where her movies are important with a capital i get all the accolades and it's mm. it's up to weirdos, you know, you know, it's up to I feel like the people have always put their support behind Point Break so um and this and oh, the yeah. establishment gives its stamp to zero dark 30 and her locker which one's about killing uh, osama bin laden zero dark 30 so,
1: like, what's right yeah. what's her locker about uh bomb dismantling bomb dis- guys yeah yeah bomb disposal mm-hmm. unit yeah
2: also I- to her credit she is the one who really lobbied for keanu to get the role
0: Right, because I think they wanted Johnny Depp or uh,
1: Charlie,
0: Charlie Sheen yeah. or something.
2: Charlie Sheen, Matthew, Matthew Broderick, Broderick. up for it.
1: I kind of yeah. want to see the Matthew Broderick universe version of
0: it. Oh, that would be so weird. Uh, yeah. It's funny because Keanu, Keanu is either the best or worst thing in a lot of movies. Yes. And, and this one, he's not the best thing in this movie, but he's mm. not the worst. He's great. Wait, what? when is he ever the worst? Dracula.
2: <laughs> I, yeah, that's true. I, I love, love Dracula so much, and Keanu is not good.
0: He's yeah. just not.
2: And it kind of is great about how terrible he is. And oh, sure. Also in um, Much Ado About Nothing. Mm.
0: Yeah, it's kind of painful too. He is
2: Don John, and like <laughs> you know, and he's he's got a very sexy you know shirtless scene, but. <laughs> That's kind of it.
0: Isn't that my first Keanu uh, experience? I think that's definitely Bill and Ted as a kid. Um, Yeah. What about you guys? What's the first time you saw Keanu in something? At least least remembered him.
2: So Bill and Ted, I think obviously, you know, was my my gateway into Keanu. Um, And then I have a very vivid memory of the VHS tape of Parenthood and watching it. Oh uh, yeah. My grandmother lived downstairs from us and I watched it on her TV and then left the VHS tape there. And then the next day I got in so much trouble because she watched it. And there's this scene where he's about to have sex with Martha Plimpton and he has the camcorder and he's like, we can record our love. And then, so my grandmother pulls my father aside and she's like, she was watching this movie and because he was in his underwear and she goes, He was in his shorts and she shouldn't and she looked at me, she goes, You should have turned this off. You should have known you shouldn't have watched that. And I was like, ah.
0: You know, I'm I'm kinda of on her side. Yeah. That's a lot of Inappropriate. scandalous stuff. I remember his um in that movie uh Joaquin Phoenix plays a little the little kid, I think, and yeah. he um Or he this bag of porn. porn. Right. And so then was like Is that River's Edge? Uh, No, I think it's this one, but Keanu has this thing where he tells his mom, he's like, little dudes sometimes got to play with themselves. He has some really, but it's kind of a really sweet, like, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. But I I definitely didn't see that
1: until like years later. So uh,
0: I shouldn't
2: have.
1: (laughs) Very true. Pete, what what about you, man? Was this? uh... No, Bill and Ted was definitely my first introduction to him. uh, But neither of those are my favorite Keanu Reeves movie. I guess that has nothing to do with this episode at all, but i Speed this is, is de- speed is definitely number one for me. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love we'll, that we'll, movie. I have an erection right now just thinking right. about it. I I'm, appreciate. I'm yeah. Every episode, you basically yeah. <laughs> have a boner. Apparently, it's cool. I, I mean, that's how passionate I am
0: Young, about these dumb
3: movies. Will come. <laughs> also, yeah, such a good. It's
0: such, I think I'm pretty sure it's the first time I heard that line. Not in like you know, real life. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. Well, I mean, it rhymes. It's,
3: yeah, it's of right. the age.
0: Like, use it in the schoolyard. All right, so Josh. What about you? This is uh, your first. No, mine no? was uh, nineteen
3: eighty seven. River's Edge.
0: Cool, and that, that's, that's a that's a great film. That's one of Crispin Glover's better
3: performances. That's true, show. Oh, great 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 Dennis Ho- Dennis Hopper performance. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like Dennis Hopper Trafecta with so did, did you with uh, that Blue Velvet and did you uh, use I think
0: right. He came roaring yeah. back. Exactly. Um. Did you did, did you think it was weird seeing that guy in in an action film like this, or is it like, nah, you didn't really think about it that That's much? That's
3: a Good question. I'm not sure. I was taking a lot of acid then. I can't remember what I was thinking or how I could. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I think I think maybe I mean you know because I was aware he had he did Bill and Ted after after a Point Break
1: no 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 Focus it was before
3: after um before okay yeah so i think he got in sort of branded for me oh, no. as a bill and ted guy i might not have even realized until years later that he would have been the guy i'd seen in, in river's edge i mean he's almost unrecognizable in it he doesn't even have right i think he his hair i'm not sure if it's original hair color his, his hair has never been that color before uh, again he has like a more brownish right. hair
0: my my understanding of keanu was like he was a bill and ted guy and then some of these action films and then i found out he also had this, this whole other career of actual dramatic films like my own private idaho but i kind of figured that out like 5 years after the fact and let me ask you my you got, my memory of this is that uh, with point break and speed and then also the matrix they kept they kept in the press kind of going oh keanu reeves they're going to try to make him an action star and i kept going well he's he's been in actions these are all successful films is that just my recollection of them trying to push like this, like, like Keanu is like they're making him an action star over and over again. Because That was my memory of like reading Entertainment Weekly and stuff I'm like oh,
1: I always remember him as an action star.
0: Yeah, that's kind of my thing. But like the, I felt like the press is always like that was a story. That was the angle. I feel yeah. like
2: until John Wick, you know, now everybody has really been like and I think it's because Keanu has sort of morphed over the years. Um, so current day Keanu, John wick Keanu, people are like, Oh, you seriously kick ass. And right. you can see the videos on YouTube of him training and, you know, you can see all of them that going all the way back, even to point break. Um, but I think at this point now that is finally not like people aren't even necessarily making the whoa jokes anymore that they were <laughs> during the matrix times, you know? Right.
0: Um, so let's let's move on to the, the other big guy in the ring here uh Swayze Swayze to me as a kid was he was he was a yeah. force like I remember I watched Dirty Dancing with my sister and my aunt for one summer a hundred times probably and you know the first 20 times as a little boy I'm like fuck this I don't want to watch this and then I get swept into it and Swayze seemed like the coolest dude in the world and then I saw Roadhouse and so by the time Point Break came around I was like I was I had all my my money was in the Swayze stock I was like totally on board did you guys was this your first Swayze movie by any chance
1: yeah I
0: think oh really I
3: just yeah I didn't see Dirty Dancing I think I just saw the video for it like the time like it was the video the song the theme song's a major hit and used to be on tv all the time right so I felt like I'd seen it I don't know if I saw him anything before that so as, a, as, a,
0: as an underground punk guy you like love the song <laughs> towards the it. time of
3: our life yeah he's a
0: billy, billy ocean yeah. or something Billy Preston? <laughs> I, yeah, I think so.
2: It's Jennifer Warner and someone else. Shoot. Oh,
0: he I, he also wrote a song on the soundtrack, which is not that one. But it guy? Is it the guy? The Doobie Brothers, maybe? Michael McDonald?
2: I don't know. Have to oh, look Michael McDonald? Up. Oh, shit. not Michael McDonald. I, mean, I wish it was Michael McDonald.
0: It seems like his yeah. era, right? He was in like every like Running Scared or any soundtrack like that in the era. but. Well, Okay. So, So, you uh, know,
3: going back to your question about Keanu, I don't know about the brand, the branding of Keanu as an action hero is interesting. If, if, um, Swayze was who he is now, if he was doing, if he was coming on the scene now, like if he was born 25 years later, they'd be putting him in superhero movies. Like, no, no doubt. He'd have, he'd have a, they'd be casting him as, you know, Captain Marvel or, some other like he, they'd be putting him into the gears of the marvel franchise he's already he's super intense he's really good looking he's already in shape he's already really physical he could have had a much different career because things really hit the wall for him after this movie after roadhouse i don't think he did another good movie until donnie donnie roscoe donnie yeah.
0: darko donnie darko 99 Don- or darko something I'm like in, that yeah yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it's but, bill medley bill medley and jennifer warns <laughs> thank I you for the, the
0: research I, I do appreciate that was that. one of
2: my prom songs <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so this i i was all about swayze i thought it was great and here's my question i think the trailers and stuff already ruined like the twist that swayze is the bad guy did you guys know this going into it
1: or did you well you got to remember trailers they didn't start actually making good trailers until, like, 97 or so. Right. Like, tra- trailers <laughs> up till that were just, like, terrible. I remember – I, like, watch sure. old trailers to old movies. I'm just like, the fuck? These are, like, the horrible. Yeah, and it's just, like, really, really bad. Or they're really long scenes. Like, they show you
0: a couple scenes. It's like, are you going to cut? I, yeah. I don't yeah, – Is there more?
1: I remember the bet the we were watching uh, like the original star Wars teaser trailer. You remember that? <laughs> and course. like it exploded and and Tony started laughing like uncontrollably for like three minutes straight. Cause of, like how bad it was. But I think we saw team America that same night. And when
0: the, the, the yeah. logo exploded, it was like, this is kismet. This is supposed to happen. This is great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, okay. So Swayze, you know, he's been like, I saw red Dawn. I think maybe before this too, but, um, I, this is this is one of my favorite performances that he's right. ever done I think I can't you know Keanu I don't think he could replace either but Swayze especially I'm like I don't know who else could who could have done this role and brought what he brought to it he's got mm-hmm. the weird cult leader charisma but he and he actually sometimes he you know he comes he, anyone else would come off as a complete dick bag but he actually still is kind of charming like when he's when he first meets Keanu and Tyler's there and he kind of goes behind her and he's, you can tell he's just kind of you know, pushing him around a little bit, but he's, I still love him. I don't know
1: why. And they wouldn't be able to film the, the end, you know, the end fight scene where they're like free falling because, right. because he actually like jumped out of the plane. Yeah. Which is nuts, but I, I love it. I, I wonder how uh, Keanu felt about that. Cause they're just like, so Swayze's actually going to do it. Are you going to do it? And he's like, ah, uh, <laughs> no, we're going to have to shoot mine like some other way. I do love seeing
2: jumped out of the plane so many times that the um production company was like, our insurance cannot <laughs> cover this, so you all need to stop jumping out of planes because Sweezy was apparently the adrenaline ringleader of the cast, just like he was as Bodhi.
0: I, I totally buy. It. I've seen like behind the scenes on Dirty Dance and him like kind of like grilling people while they're dancing, because his mom's like a dance instructor. He's been dancing his whole life and mm-hmm. he's like a like a drill sergeant with all that kind of stuff. He's super physical.
2: And also, he was a college football player who blew out his knee.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, okay, so let me ask you this. Okay, the movie itself, I, I, I love it unabashedly. I, I loved it as a kid, and I still revisit I have a great time. I, I do think there are some fairly, uh, a decent percentage of unintentionally funny moments in the film. Do you guys think this is like some higher levels like they knew everything is intentionally funny or no there's some stuff that hasn't aged or it's just kind of goofy now what are your guys' thoughts
1: i am an fbi agent
2: <laughs> <laughs> i, 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 I still love you it you just have to roll with it right like right. the chemistry that's there like you can't have Busey in a scene with ketis and <laughs> you know what i mean like there's so much stuff and yeah i am an fbi agent you just there's a sincerity and a sweetness to this movie that even when things are funny, it doesn't make the movie all of a sudden bad.
0: Yeah, it's Which, not kitsch. Like I'm right. not like just laughing at it. I'm still having a great time. I think
2: mm-hmm. it's it's like and and I think it, there's the freedom and the room for that. Right. That's
3: when really he jumps cool. out of the airplane with no shoot, it somehow doesn't become it. It even if it becomes a fantasy for a second, you're still so you still suspend disbelief. To this day, there's not a lot of movies that do that. I remember watching um, Goldeneye. I like snuck in the Goldeneye when it came in, and I missed the opening scene. And I thought it was a great movie. I missed the first 25 Uh, (laughs) minutes, and it was like, this is this really bittersweet movie that's very aware of the fact that it's outlived the whole Cold War, and it's very meta in a way. And then I saw it later. I was telling somebody, oh, you gotta see this movie. It's a James Bond movie. It's the bet it's the best one. And I watch it from the beginning and they do this stunt at the beginning that's so over the top that no human could ever survive. And it really makes it a whole different movie from that point on. And this movie has that same stunt, and you just like you said, you just roll with it. It defies I think I think they also they put the emotional groundworks
0: there, like I, with both those guys, I actually care about them both. and I, I i'm I'm like, yeah, this character, Utah, he would do it. it's it's suicidal. It's insane. He would do it. Whether or not he would actually survive or any of that. I, I don't really care at that point. It's just it's and it's also it's like the rule of cool. it's it's so badass. I will just allow it to be because i I kind of have to.
1: Yeah, the first time I saw that scene when I was a kid, I was just like, oh, my God, this movie's incredible. Like when he jumped out of the plane with those shoot, I was just like, fuck my life. This is amazing. Yeah. Uh, Mary, what are you going to say?
2: Oh, I was going to say, you know, an unintentionally funny moment uh, in the movie that I made sure to make a note of is when we enter the party. And I don't remember which of the robbers it is, but someone with the blonde hair. Yeah. And he like goes to the camera. Yeah. and He's like <laughs> dancing all around like a weird raver. And I'm like, no, okay, nobody does that when at a party. Also, when at the football game, when Rosie does a victory headbang. I'm, like, <laughs> like I'm I'm a metalhead. I know a lot of metalheads. None of us do victory headbangs that I have personally seen. Well, that <laughs> so, whole
1: part. Oh, go ahead no go ahead pete i was gonna say the whole party was absurd like was that a party or was that like an orgy gangbang because like everyone seemed like I've really
0: like
2: too, and i still have oh,
1: okay.
0: <laughs> we call those good parties uh um, oh, okay. I, I think Bodhi only has them you know the guy who plays rosie like for me that's the guy from wayne's world and he's in he's yes. in an oz and yeah it but oz, like yeah. he's always that dude he's like the guy who says like i love you and he makes the other guys he doesn't want anyone to say it back to him um like what was my question? Actually, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I had a little sleep today. I'm sorry. Um, you know, you know, when, this. I don't know if any of you have ever like tried to like pursue any kind of work as an actor or gone to like a screen test or anything. You, if you've ever done mm-hmm. that, because I used to live in LA and I I did that for like a hot minute, and it it is real. You go onto the set and you think, okay, you know, I'm I'm somebody. I'm somebody who has a lot – I'm very expressive, right? I have an expressive face. I can do this. And then you go there and it's like, can you play guitar? We need somebody who can, you know, clog dance. We need somebody who can speak another language. We need somebody – you know, we need somebody who knows how to, uh, you know, knows how to do – you know, well, if you can't play guitar, can you, like, move your fingers so that you can play it? And you you see that in this movie. You're like, these people kind of – they weren't just theater kids. They were all these fucking – super multi-talented people to even get a bit role in this movie.
0: Right, right.
2: Right, the fire and, and speaking woman. to that,
0: like um, two of the surfers are real surfers in, in, in the the ex-presidents. And one of them is actually, uh, he's a surfer and an actor. And for years, he's a guy who was the kind of Guy Fawkes uh, goatee and stuff. No, and uh, he's from Return of the Living Dead. He's the new wave kid. And it, and it's one of my favorite movies. I'm like, I didn't, I never, because he, he kind of bulked up in later years and stuff like that. And it, but he's like the new wave kid who wants to make out the new wave girl. And, and she's like, no, nah, the world's ending. I'm still not going to kiss you. But I, I love that. So speaking of like uh <laughs> stunt casting, Anthony Kiedis. Let's get to the Kiedis of it all. Okay. um, I knew who the Chili Peppers were. So when I watched this, I, I was like, oh, that's the dude from the Give It Away video. Mm. And he's in color now. And he's, he's an incredible actor. And I, I want to follow his character and do more.
3: He has great makeup on in that movie. But no. Oh, in, in, in the movie or the song no no, no in this oh in this movie yeah. he's like so pretty oh yeah Fucking <laughs>
0: well, my question is like he's actually there's parts parts i love like when he's on the bed and they're going to do the raid and he's like listening to music and like hitting the thing i was like okay that seems pretty that seems pretty cool it's fun it's like a little bit you can do as an actor to kind of make it memorable when he's like that will be a waste, a waste of time. time his read i'm like i've heard gita's <laughs> talk like he never sounds like that is that his tough guy like what was that? I
2: think that's a
0: tough guy voice. Gotcha. So, it worked. I feel like it worked. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. To me, it's like you, know, you got War Child right there. I'm like, he, and you got Bunkers. Bunkers kind of scary, and then you get the Dark Elf guy. I don't know if Ketis is really a, a necessary addition. I think Flea would have been better. The Chili Pepper actors, Flea, Fleas, and Conan Brothers movies, Flea can do it. Like, I think you insert Flea, take out Ketis personally, and I like Ketis Okay, I'm not gonna lie.
2: I feel like in a gang though, there's you know, you have those different roles, right? Mm. And, you know, I think you kind of listed them in order of, like, scariness right. there, right? Like, obviously, Warchild at the top, terrifying. ketis you know, every gang's got that little doofy dum-dum, <laughs> and that's just who he is, and, you know, and then we see what happens to him during the raid, so.
0: And speaking of which, you know, acting-wise, I buy it yeah. when he gets his toes
3: blown off. That's yeah. pretty good. yeah. The whole thing, the whole phys- the physicality and of it, too. It's like from head to toe, he sells it. And so
0: you guys, I don't know if you know, my my, uh, my co-host Peter is a filmmaker, a musician. He's also, uh, um, are you still boxing at all, Pete? Or is that kind of in the past at this point? That was a couple of years ago. Okay, well, he, he has been a boxer, and uh, he's done fairly well in boxing, and he's a bodybuilder. And so my question to Pete is, could you kick Warchild's ass?
1: And I mean the character of Warchild. Do you think you could take him? Yeah, absolutely. 100%. No hesitation. Nothing. No, no. He would be dead. No, he wouldn't be dead, but I'd
0: at least knock him out. Okay. Now, that being said, I think the strongest, the toughest
1: member of his crew is easily the naked
2: mm-hmm. chick at the
1: place who beats the shit out of
0: people. A
2: thousand percent, yes.
1: That was like the most paused, possibly the most paused <laughs> VHS tape when I was a child because uh, you couldn't Why? get better than that Uh, because you could see her naked what the girl the uh, yeah Yeah. it's like shut up don't act like you didn't pause that a million times it's pausing it right now no um so do you think you could take her dude because she seems pretty nuts i think i wouldn't fight her well and that when i was a kid i was like is that how women are yes like (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that closure yeah thanks mary and since I've grown up, I've since learned that that is in fact how women are. So, dude, she was ride or die, though. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, they, they didn't care about uh, shooting no. her or her friend, but she was like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck these cops. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I,
2: I love that. I love that, you know, especially from a movie of that time and that genre, you know, we see her in the shower and your brain is going to automatically be like, oh, okay, here comes some more like, you know, 80s, 90s male gazy titty time. But. Right. Which then it was of a sudden, I mean, but then kinda not because she kicks Keanu's ass <laughs> and the and the camera work like it mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't really linger in the way that you would think I mean, you see her naked you right. know of course, right, but she doesn't exist to be an object of desire much longer than the fact that you just notice that there's a lady in the shower who's naked, which I think is super awesome and a credit to Catherine Bigelow for making that choice.
1: I thought it was weird that, well, since it's a female director, because the first time I watched her, you know, like the 20 times, the first 20 times I watched it, I didn't realize it was a female director until I was like an adult, probably. So I just thought it was like the cliche, like eighties action movie, like the obligatory, like naked woman. But then when I re- realized it was a female director, I was just like, that's weird that she would still make that choice. So it'd be like, we're going to have you in the shower. OK, and you're going to be naked. Uh, OK, and we're going to see complete naked, full frontal. Be like, is that really necessary? Like, why? But I think what, I think what Mary is saying, and I think I agree with it. It's like it starts out like that and then it's
0: kind of a trick. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when it, she's being violent, it's like the camera's just like this is just, follow the violence. Watch this action.
2: And yeah. if you notice, it's mostly wide shots right. when she's kicking Keanu's ass. It's oh, not I remember. Like, it's not like she's, you know, bashing his head into the mirror, and then it's like, full body, like, up <laughs> right, right. camera time. Like, it is just about her being fucking brutal, which I think yeah. is great. Um, and you know, I think, I forget exactly how you phrased it, where it's like, you know, like, why does she have to be naked? And it's like, you know, it's one of those things where it's It's a very subtle conversation of like, we see female, female nudity as inherently sexual and inherently scandalous. Mm. And so we start the scene seeing her in that light. And then the, the, the agency and the viciousness and the, just, she's just like, boom, I'm going to fucking kill you. I think it's cool. I think it's great. And I think it is, you know, I don't know. I think it's good
1: well
0: i liked
2: a, it a plus naked shower lady
0: yeah so naked shower lady versus pete i think pete you're going down on this one
2: that was well i mean I,
1: you know I, you can't fight a woman though i mean <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, like how, I like how earnest you
1: are answering these questions like could you take
3: on the shark from jaws i don't know I, if i'm swimming maybe but you know isn't and there's another okay, there's another um, like woman that scene too i can't remember but there's another like yeah, yeah
2: she's in a bra yeah did she answer better. the
3: door or something
2: yeah yeah
1: Yeah. and Busey's working his magic
2: and the other dude holds her the gun to her head and he's like oh fucking do it man
1: right there had to have been like studio interference with that be like listen we're gonna get more naked women in this movie like that those are the compromises here you want to direct this movie this is what we need it's
3: interesting how it's another example of how skillful filmmaking is you don't there's two women they're both um they're both in the scene. You don't get them mixed up at all. Just as like one of my first as a teacher, one of my first lessons to people is about you know teaching people how to make comic books. I'm always like, you know, break the habit of making giving everybody the same face. You got to give people big identifying mm. characteristics, and you don't get you don't get to hear or see that much of these people, and you don't get confused about which woman is which, even though they're both showing a lot of skin, and you don't get a close view of their face and everything. They have different hair. They have different outfits on.
0: So, speaking of that scene, uh, that's my first time I've seen Tom Sizemore. I think I saw this before Natural Born Killers. And one note I've always had, I've had this question my whole life. Is like when he, when they find out he's actually an undercover cop and he's mad at them. He goes, "You think I like this fucking hair?" I'm like, "Your hair is not. It's just like little." It's fine. Yeah, it's
2: nothing. It's nothing that it crazy. sprayed right a little sun in in it. Got a little. You know, a little highlight. It's a a different era. It's (laughs) It's like like like,
3: Ian Mackay used to say that he would get his ass kicked just for wearing Ray Bans around town because it was like 1980 (laughs) or something. And people would, you know, people would zero in on him and be like, oh, you old new wave sunglasses. It's like, you know, what are you, you know? So, uh, yeah, I guess it was, I I guess it was the era, but probably maybe there's something else in the script or the casting that didn't quite match up
0: it's i'm wondering if like, in the script that he has like you know some crazy hair something a little more extreme but um tom sizemore is like you know and he he's he's one of those guys who like, in any scene he's in he's usually has something that kind of you remember he's good at that even a small part you, like, natural born killers he's like the king of sleaze and uh in this I, I i always remember him slamming the coke against the thing and like giving them shit and as a kid i remember like i was super confused at first I, it took me a while to figure out what the hell was going on i was like this guy they're letting him keep the coke like why is he <laughs> he can't yell at them they're
3: cops it, oh tom's true it's like he's, there's like yeah. a scene in really the only thing i remember about saving private ryan it is a scene where he's leading the men and mm. he says keep your eyes on my ass and it's it's not supposed to be a funny line or anything and it's Re- just having right. been worked with crews of working people before, it's such a plausible moment about how you try to organize organize people in a chaotic moment. I always remember that scene. I remember remember that felt right. real. He's great in Heat, and he's somebody else who had a dark future ahead of him after a certain a certain period where he's really named
1: Yeah, I, I His debilitating drug addiction did not do well for him.
0: I wonder if him and Kita's were, were chummy on set. Or is this just for like the crazy drug period? When did it keep just go straight? Edge. God, who knows? Uh, I I sadly like, or greatly like, have read his autobiography and never. Uh, it goes in and out a lot, you know, like a lot of people, unfortunately, you know, but um, let me ask you this back to, back to the rest of the cast and the primaries here. Lori Petty. This is, um, I, I'm almost positive. I saw this first before I saw, um, League of Their Own and, and then, or in the army now, um, she, She's firecracker. She's great. Like I, I still love her. She's got an amazing yeah. voice, just a voice alone. Like I, I, I really love like the introduction Um, when he, you know, uh, Keanu biffs it and uh, she saves his ass and he's like, Oh, Johnny, Utah. She's like, who cares? Like, cause <laughs> why would that mean anything? Yeah. yeah. I, I think she, 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 I, I rewatching again, I'm always struck by how much I, I really enjoyed her. And I kind of think she might've, she should have maybe had a better career. I'm not sure. She made, she did make some like movies that didn't do well financially. So maybe she just kind of missed her chance. But, uh, me and Josh spoke a little bit on Facebook, uh, before this about, you know, I feel like if 10, 15 years, if she would have, um, come out, then she might've been a bigger star.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's you, very you guys,
0: niche. Yeah. You,
2: she's you consistently guys enjoy, good. And right. she's, you know, but I think she is very niche and, and I, I actually had never thought of it like that, but I think I definitely agree with you. If she came yeah. out a little later there would be more opportunity for someone like Tony and I
3: were saying that like when she did tank girl, you can see the way that the, the branding mechanism was what, what like what was going through the people's minds in the industry. They were like, okay, this is an adaptation of an alternative comic book. And that's paid off really well for the music industry where like alternative music is like starting to become really cool. So we have the, you know, she's kind of punk looking and it's like a comic book, and then they got cold feet, and they stopped putting. And we'll throw fucking iced tea in there. So you know they're really they're really mm-hmm. banking on all of these cultural uh, countercultural phenomena. are all kind of turning into big money for them. And then they backed off and and they stopped. Like they they kind of undercut the budget of the film. And it was like twenty years later when comic book adaptations were a sure bet, they probably would have put put more money behind it
0: yeah I, I think it's a bit of a, a bummer but um in this movie again i, I like sh- i i every scene she's in I, I i love her i think she's really fun i i i, I really enjoy the relationship between her Bodie, and johnny utah where they're, they're exes and but it's they're totally cool they're friendly mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i i just i kind of buy the history of it and also i love the exchange with um the woman who's in robocop 2 as one of the bad drug dealers she's Bodie's current girlfriend and he's like eating like a mango off her neck or something. And and Online. Tyler's like, I taught him that trick. He's like, I like it. And it's like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, I'm cool with this. You know, we're... good exchange. Um, so speaking of of Tyler and a Bodhi and basically everyone in the film, um, I, I was struck by the observation that Keanu Reeves isn't a human being, but he has sexual chemistry with everyone. Like, I think the whole film hinges on this. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. It's because he's been called wooden and all this, but why does he seem so sexually charged? I think it's because he never closes his mouth and that this is the key to sexual chemistry.
1: Like, I think he, it's because he's so good-looking that every woman finds him attractive, therefore, there's sexual chemistry. I think most he, men. Yeah, I, I think he's a doll. Although, I will say this, though. I think he's super sexy. Swayze
0: out-sexes him. It's no. Me in this, oh, yeah. No, nah, you're he's, dumb. He's, he's an old dog, man. He's got some years. He's seen some stuff.
2: He knows some nah. tricks. You know, honestly, if I had to sleep with either of them, I'd sleep with Bodhi.
1: There you go. Wow.
2: And... You know, Keanu is a beautiful sculptor. Well, now you
1: guys are both him. wrong.
2: But <laughs> or why not both?
0: They, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's. I think that film. There's a version of this film which went that way. If Bodie didn't screw it up and connect Tyler and kind of screw things over, it could. They could have worked out. But um, let me ask you. So, one of the things I think about a lot with this film is how you know. We, as a culture, there's always you know there's bromance and there's jokes and stuff like that, and it's it, some that it is is funny and some that's kind of true. But I also think there's kind of a failure about we can't talk about like really intense male friendships without kind of sexualizing it because we're still kind is of the afraid audience to. Or the talk filmmakers, about that. or I think the audience. I think that I, I kind of think Catherine Bigelow wasn't trying to make it a, a sexual relationship between the two characters. It just is is really intense. It's a really intense. Uh, a, a friendship or, or adversarial thing, and that you know, since they are both very attractive men and whatnot, and we, I think, as a culture, we kind of have to make a joke almost. But my, I, you know, I never thought it was sexual, yeah. But have you read stuff like that that kind of makes that kind of a joke about, you know, like, like for well, instance, like,
2: I saw it, I said it was the best love story that I had seen in a long time, and I, well, platonic.
0: I well, mean, I, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I again like I don't think that, you know, Bodie and Johnny are going to start smooching on each other, but there is a a love, a almost like a soulmate like yeah. I, you, you know, we belong together. <clears throat> we are here like I know like a twin mm. flame kind of thing where it's like immediately they see each other, they recognize each other and it is like they're willing to die for each other and also protect each other. Like I noticed um, watching it this time when the ex presidents are leaving the bank and Keanu's shooting at them being like, freeze FBI. Uh, Bodhi swats away one of Mm -hmm. the guy's guns because he doesn't want Keanu to get shot. And Keanu goes down that little like cement ravine thing. And he's like, fuck that's Bodhi. Like, and he knows it and he shoots his gun into the air. Like neither (sighs) of them wants to kill each other. And right. Even though they know they, you gotta go down.
1: Right. Well, they reference that in Hot Fuzz. It's like, no, I have never shot my gun into the air and gone, ah. <laughs> yeah, but that's like the heart of the film because, like, you know, I, I, again,
0: I, I'm going to make jokes about how it is sexual, but I, I do think it's what's cool about the film is it's this deep spiritual thing where these two guys, it's they're kind of the same guy in some ways, and they're and they're also kind of total opposites, and they're gonna clash. But, um, well, uh, <laughs> all that being said.
2: Also, that for a film about uh, extreme adrenaline and mm. violence, there's a sh- like a lack of toxic masculinity in it. All of the men in the ex-presidents very clearly love each other. You know, as one by one they die, you can see that it emotionally affects Bodie and everybody else in the crew. And it's not, you know, over dramatized. And you know, it's not for right you know, laughs or jokes or anything. It's, it's real. And I think that's well, pretty cool. I, feel like that's,
3: that's, and that's I think That's, that's a contradiction of Bodhi though. He is that, but it's undeniable that he doesn't care about his friends. He doesn't care about women. He does. He's seen, he seen, he strangely has a good relationship with his ex and doesn't hesitate unapologetically to use her as a bargaining chip and put her in the line of fire. He unnecessarily puts his friends you know lets his friends get killed and threatens them you know you you leave you die it's he he has like he's kind of if you try to really peel back the layers and see what his values are they are they are the values of social of a psychopath or a sociopath
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and i think that's like you know with the film And this is kind of one of my other questions. Like, you know, I'm I'm like buying his speeches, his philosophy. When he talks about like, you know, the the you're in your metal coffins going to work. I'm like, fuck, you're right. But then, like, like uh, Johnny Utah, when you go to like the bank robbery scene and things go bad, and you know, there's a great slow motion scene where Patrick Swayze, um, he shoots the the undercover cop or not the undercover cop, the the cop off duty cop, and in his face, you know, he doesn't he doesn't want to do it, but he's he's going to do it. He's not going to get caught. And Johnny Utah looks at him, and it's just simply like he's Swayze feels shame. He goes, I've been revealed to be a selfish piece of shit and you can see it. And like, I could tell like, I'm no longer what I was in your eyes. And that's when he hits him. You can't, you can't stand him looking at him like that. And as a kid, I I, I think I understood that somewhat, but watch it now. I've um, definitely had f- plenty of uh, figures in my life. I looked up to and, and upon a closer examination, I mean like personal life, upon closer examination like no you're mm-hmm. full of shit and you, you're you're what you espouse is not what you follow through with
2: Bodhi i think is a really you know interesting example you know obviously not necessarily to the bank robber extreme but of dudes that you know myself and other people in my community have encountered in like quote unquote spiritual like or hippie or polyamorous or whatever like alternative communities where these guys who are supposedly super woke and attract all of these partners and you know whatever and then it just you are you peel all of it away and you're like oh this dude sucks though shit like you know and so i was like oh i see you bodie i know you i've met you and it,
0: it, yeah it's telling he knows somebody like rosie there's a reason mm. why he knows somebody like rosie he can do what rosie does it's like you know up and up guys not going to keep somebody like that in this in his squad or whatever but all that being said um i will say the football scene is probably the best sex scene of the 90s the football scene I, you know i could watch that there's something it's, it's really well shot i i I um I love of course the tackle into the water which is ridiculous but I, I'm totally into it I and also I really love yeah yeah big time and I love the reveal of um yeah Swayze knows he's Johnny Utah like he figured it out at some point and he and he, he was a fan that's kind of cool. Did you guys, like, Pete, like, did you give a shit about the football scene as a kid, or did you... Like, this
1: is- well, I, I never, even up until this moment, or when you, like, messaged me and mentioned that it was, like, the best sex scene of the 90s, I was just like, what is he talking about? Like, I never <laughs> found it... I never found it sexual. Maybe... May, I don't know. Maybe you did? but Yes. I, still, I don't know. I still, it it seemed, like, really- it seemed like a scene of, like, friends playing football. We're gonna play football later, and I'm gonna show you a few things. <laughs> yeah, like... I don't know. There was no like touching. There was no like looking like I don't, it just seemed like football.
2: A, you know, I'm not, they I'm they not sure mutual, where you got the sex from. It's a mutual display of their um, prowess. And they impress each other. Yeah,
3: I barely know how to play fucking football. If you told me that Swayze and Johnny Utah were on the same team, I'd be all right, I guess you tackle your friends and you play football. I I, st- I feel like you don't really need to know the rules and you play it it's really just as much about them running around in front of using car headlights as floodlights, as it is about like knowing how to play the rules of the game and when he when he tackles them in the water i'm just like right you do that that's i don't know he sidelined him i thought that was are they mad at him because it's an out-of-bounds tackle it's like uh, like i'm watching it and i'm like that's against the rules in football so they're pissed
0: but I'm, I'm the exact same level Yo, I'm like I think they're mad at him cuz he went too far or something I don't know. Um so okay, actually I don't know if there's any great lines in the football scene but this film is chock-full of amazing one-liners and just memorable dialogue. Some of the dialogue is, is so funny. You Peter already dropped FBI agent and just the the way he kind delivers that and, is and
1: but, the Utah give me too.
0: That I dropped yeah. that as well so good so good um so who, any other lines spring to mind that you're like do you anything you actually use in your your uh, fairly routine life or no
2: Ooh. no <laughs> fairly, no not in life but the two that really stuck out to me um on this recent viewing is you know they only live to get radical um, <laughs> and the um uh, when Keanu's talking to Busey when he's trailing Bodie and like watching Bodie, he says he gets lunch at Patrick's roadhouse. And I was like, yes, eh.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, that's gotta be intentional, right? Like like,
2: that's like a meta Swayze well, reference.
0: So he's like, I won't do the film unless you also reference the film from two years ago. I did. I go, Whatever you want, Mr. Swayze. Sure. Um, like,
3: uh, Gary Busey. Good. I was going to say, I like uh, this. Calvin and Hobbes is funny oh yeah i laughed my ass off at
0: that because i'm like did, did gary Busey actually just read that comic while they're filming it and they kept it like it's such a weird
3: i mean like Busey is, it Busey seems is another so example i'm saying before i mean he really it's all about him being a big personality but i mean you know he really mm-hmm. could he's a physical guy even at that stage in his life when he does that kind of sideways whip yeah. into the water early on i'm like man you gotta you, you just you know you got be able to ha- you got be able to be multi-skilled to be in front of camera
0: yeah, when he jumps on top of the desk I was impressed I was like oh man you're a bigger older guy but you're you got no problem doing that and like this is probably I think I saw lethal weapon first so this is m- maybe my second or third Gary Busey uh, mm-hmm. experience but this is one of my favorites like I, as Mr. Joshua he's very different in lethal weapon he's like a, he's kind of a quiet laconic killer guy this one is more close to what i I, I feel is like his persona now.
2: Well, and Busey was saying that you know this Point Break was right after his like basically mm. fatal accident. So the fact that he's doing weird flips into a pool and jumping yeah. on a desk, is right. astounding.
0: Um, but as good as Busey is, the guy from Scrubs—I refuse to yeah. remember his name—as <laughs> the captain, anything he says is my favorite part of that scene. Like like when he near the end, before he gets punched, he's like, he's like, "Why don't you astonish
1: me, shitface?" I'm like,
0: it just. The, the rapid yeah. fire like so mean and and go ahead p you got something well, i was
1: gonna say i never understood like what his problem was like why was he always so <laughs> angry like the entire film it was just like on their ass i'm like what did they do to piss this guy off what's funny so rewatching this time i don't know if i thought of this before but when he's introduced keanu's
0: introduced to him you know and he's going through like i want my guys to have good cardio this and this and that and keanu's like i take the skin off chicken and initially i'm like oh he's being honest he's a really healthy guy throughout the film keanu eats like <laughs> shit and i'm like
1: well, I mean, he's eating a donut
0: while so he says that, that, right? Exactly. Like, he's quick- lying to him, right? <laughs> and so, my, I was like, I was like, wrote down theory. He does not take the skin off chicken, <laughs> and maybe like, yeah, the, exactly. This captain's like, he's a little uptight, and he's into the crunching numbers. And these guys are, you know, they're they're cowboys, but um. He he's so fucking funny as me, and also I feel there's a scene where he has a shul- his, uh, shirt sleeves rolled up for no reason, just to show off his you know his decent young. arms, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, did you uh, kind of feel like you're not being showcased enough with all these other like tough dudes? It just seemed a little like unnecessary, but I, I thought it was fun.
2: Can I, I think it's ask, inter- you know, a oh. police procedural question here, which is, you know, <laughs> would destroy the plot of the movie. But why does no one believe Gary Busey when he figures out that it's sex wax? Like, why is everyone's like, that's the stupidest theory I've ever heard. Yeah. Like, it's a good theory. <laughs> and it's true, you ding dongs.
0: Also, it's like, what else do you have? Just follow this through. And if it doesn't yield anything, move on. Right. Like
2: <laughs> the movie would be 10 minutes long at that point. Yeah. so.
0: <laughs> also this is again another like the movie would be 10 minutes longer it'd be a l- little longer but like near the end when um when Keanu chases uh you know uh, Ke- uh Patrick Swayze and you know he he loses them they let Keanu go home and I'm like at that point the dude knows who you are yeah, maybe just yeah. for a night or two just not go home I know the plot needs him to do that but um yeah but re- but before we uh move on I got to talk about what I think is the best action sequence in the film is the foot chase and for my money i can't think of a lot of foot chases really but it's my favorite foot chase and so what's what
3: other ones you can think Are of you guys
0: you got there's hot Fuzz as a kind of tribute to it so it's almost like i don't know if i can even count that and then there's um Darklands. Oh yeah, it's right. Me and Pete, uh, Peter shot a film. I starred, uh, I co-starred
1: in it, and we did our tribute to this. And uh, it ended with me getting a. Uh, did I did I tackle that guy into the pool? Yeah, yeah, you, you tackled the guy into the pool, which was an epic shot, by the way. And yes. then you you need him to be alive, but he accidentally drowns while right. you guys are fighting in the pool. So you have to bring him back to life just to interrogate him and it was brilliant. And,
0: and peter as the director and cameraman followed us in with the camera so that but that was definitely
1: you were thinking of port break when you did that right when we made that uh or sabotage I, video by bc voice yeah no i think it was actually a sabotage video because yeah. there's a scene where one guy gets tackled like that and i wanted the ta- i wanted the camera guy to follow the tackler into the pool Okay, now I'm thinking about it. I think it's number two, but Beastie Boy Sabotage has got some really good, sloppy,
0: like 70s cop movie chases down like alleyways of boxes. Yeah. But this chase, what I love about it is that it, it, I have all my emotions, right? So at this point, both those characters know who one another really are, and they're kind of not going to reveal it to each other. And Swayze is throwing dogs yeah. at them, they're going to people's houses and i love it also nowadays i'm like john wick what are you doing like
3: it looks like he hurts that <laughs> that's, that's a funny it's another funny wick. thing where you know the the idea that he was gonna punt the dog when he throws it at him <laughs> it's in there but if you blink you miss it and i wonder if it's one of those things oh, when he kicks where they're the just dog. like what <laughs> this is the best we can do we got to just because sh- he's big, he kicks him like in, in a fraction of a second and you kind of see his leg and you hear the dog. And I wonder if that was like, we got to right. do this gag. And then it's like, it's the end of the day. We barely fucking got that shot. The dog wouldn't really cooperate. Right. <laughs>
0: what i also enjoy the whole thing is very kinetic and very visceral but um my one of my favorite parts of that is when uh swayze goes through first he locks the door and keanu doesn't slow down he's like i know what i have to do now and he grabs and it shatters it and it's, it seems it seems real it seems like unlike a lot of movies which kind of like to make the audience understand he'll stop and go yeah yeah, Fuck, yeah. what do i and then he'll <laughs> it's just like no you just you keep going and it's relentless i so i can watch that in a loop for um like Probably four times, and I'll it's, do something else and make a sandwich. It's really beautifully
3: shot. And, and the shot where I watched it again before today's podcast to revisit it. And the shot where they have a close up of Swayze looking through the Ronald Reagan mask, and it's a silent mm. moment. It's a really well acted, well shot, well you know, what you know, uh, moment of, of film. And you know, um, Swayze wasn't on in the foot race, he was out, he was doing. He had some other commitment, and there was like somebody else behind is, the yeah. mask, except that one close From a Ghost* or something.
0: And, and and you're right. That's I always remember his eyes in the mask, and and you know he's got a, he's got really expressive eyes that really sells it. And actually, as a kid, like I, I knew who Ronald Reagan was, but I also he was more memorably instead of his actual real appearances, this and the *Land of Confusion* video from *Genesis*. Those are my Ronald Reagan, and then *Dark Knight Returns*. Like. he he was always like this weird distorted version of reagan so when i saw the real reagan i was like he's not that he's he's not that mutant you know mutant looking (laughs) but let me ask you this real quick about the reagan thing the first time we see the ex-presidents when they've robbed the first bank briefly swayze does like a cockney british accent for some reason and i don't he's like hello hello hello."
3: i'm like why we don't want you to know we don't want you to know it's him yet
0: But also, that means we know it's not the real Ronald Reagan, so he's out of it, (laughs) too. Uh I I
3: thought the Ronald thing was was also, like I said before, I went into it, and I'm like, I guess I'll watch this movie about a football-playing cop like chasing surfers. That was, was, which all seemed kind of like meat-headed to me, and that was the thing that kind of made it like a punk flyer come to life like a disembodied Reagan from right. no reason. No, nobody ever really even talks about it or any of the presidents. Um, there, there's like one line who's like, we've been fucking you over for years, so what's like five more
0: minutes or, of your time? Yeah, Something yeah, yeah. like that. But let me ask you, so m- my favorite action sequence is, is the foot
1: chase. Do you guys have anything else you go, nah, this is it for me? Like, Well, the parachuting like, scene where he jumps out and they're fighting like while plummeting to their yeah. possible mm-hmm. death, that was definitely like the pinnacle of action for me when i was a kid i like reacted reenacted that like so many times when i was a kid yeah i, I actually have, i was
0: re-watching this, I was like oh man i did that in the yard by myself a lot like
1: yeah exactly i thought it, that was <laughs> like the, my mind like blew when i saw him like jump out of the plane with no parachute i was just mm-hmm. like oh my god this guy's incredible uh,
0: yeah it's it's I, I almost i felt like pride and shame because like oh i just put up some pillows and pretend i have a gun and just go i go, go, gotta do it let's go um <laughs>
3: Definitely yeah. the foot um, race. And I like I said before, it yeah. starts off with Ronald Reagan on fire before they even yeah. get embark on this intense foot race already. Oh. And also yeah,
2: I, don't, I don't think you can beat it.
0: And real quick of that part too. Um, so uh real quick, uh when I was <laughs> when, uh 15 years ago, so my sister took me to a Monster Truck show. I've never been to one, and I was gonna be really snotty about it and be like, okay, I'm you know, I'm better than this. And the Munster truck started, and uh, the guy behind me uh, said, Get some! And I felt it in my spine. I was like, oh, I'm going to get some. We're gonna, all going to get some. So w- watching this movie, when Keanu tackles um, uh, Swayze in the, in, at the beginning of the gas station, I, was, I actually literally just said, Get some. And like real quiet to myself, but I, I meant it because I, I, I'm so in. And that's when I know a good action film is like, I'm locked in. I have seen it a hundred times, but I, I can't wait till he just jumps when the action happens.
2: Well, I think and, also the, the Johnny and Bodie, the love that chemistry, whatever that is, that exists between the two of them during that mm. chase scene, you want them to catch each other and you don't at the yeah. same time. And I think that's a really cool tension to have.
0: It, to me, it's really weird. It's, it's an Oscar Wilde kind of, uh, you know, comedy of errors almost thing where it's like, they're they're basically like, at that moment, Keanu Keanu knows and Swayze knows, but they no one no one goes, fucking you, Todd, you. It's it's like they're gonna they both don't want to ruin it. They don't want to they don't they don't wanna have to confront because they they do they they're already bonded. They love each other, and it's funny. Um, Pete, like I I also love when he he tackles them. But even before that, when they're kind of um, it's really there's a lot of tension. But they're gonna go in the plane the first time. And they all jump out together and they all like hold hands and make the circle mm. and stuff. And I love that. And the music's actually working for me there. And the music's really kind of hit and miss in this movie. Some some of the music I'm, I, I love, the, the score. And then sometimes there's a couple of songs like, why is this happening? I actually wrote my notes. I, I, I literally wrote at one point. I think it's when he talks to Tyler at the shrimp place. He's like, this is the worst soundtrack I've ever heard. And then the next <laughs> one was like, this song is really good.
1: And I was I like, was want- oh, good. Go ahead. Just that scene in general, when I saw that, I was like, "Why? Why is this happening right now?" Because it was after they already found out who he was. Why were they hanging out? They don't ever address that. It's 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 really this weird
0: charade. It's because like it, they keep they no one will say out explicitly like okay so
1: you're a bank robber i'm the fed like but, but, but it was after all that shit happened no like no if this was reality keanu Reeves obviously would be like yeah. what no i'm not gonna go skydiving with you what are you yeah. talking about my
0: only guess is that they kind of yeah, ambushed yeah, his gun and they, he doesn't have time to do it right yeah. It's but it, it but is still under no
1: circumstances would i like get on the plane willingly and then furthermore he's clearly Back. having fun oh well I mean, you
0: can't deny Swayze man come on Swayze <laughs> babe. also Swayze's stuntman with that sweet wig that stays on his head that's awesome yeah um so real quick I tried to track the pack the the, the parachute pack to figure out I'm like I think it's just the, the original pack he oh. ends up with because they keep switching around and doing like the the, the shell game with it
2: can, can I, you guys... I did that too I did yeah. exactly the same so, thing and I'm pretty sure he does end up with his oh, exact really? same pack
3: okay cool because yeah, I was going See, crazy. I thought that was I kind of twice. like the key to why he's doing the scene. They are like I thought that was the moment where you know they they're just clowning him and trying to get him not to take himself so seriously in that moment. Like they are all saying we are suspending this game so you can do this. And like that but that's interesting if he does end up with his own original pack. But what but wait, so the pack isn't it's not booby trapped, right? Was it, no. So that's kind of proves right. that. Kind of a, a trust they're all just they're kind yeah. of like, oh, I don't know. I'll take your pack. I'll, that's that is really interesting. It does t- it does speak right to the idea that they are kind of trolling him with the fact that there is like that they're they're trolling him and underneath it they're his friend. They're not conning him on a really big level. Like he can trust them in a weird way. I, I feel
0: yeah, I, I feel like Swayze is his friend. The other guys are basically like, you know, um, they yeah, they just want to, they just want to cut and run. And I actually really love the fire uh, side scene before this, when like one dude sells him straight up. He's like the kind of young man of the crew's He's like, I'm scared. Like, yeah, I'm not, a, you're, you're crazy. And I actually buy Swayze gives a speech and he's like, don't worry. And I, I'm like, yeah. In that moment, these guys would, would listen to him, which is insane. But um, let's talk about the ending real quick. I think this is one of my favorite endings and um pete when you talked about the reshoots was was there another ending shot altogether, like another like story part or no
1: i can't remember honestly it's been a long time since i listened to the commentary track but i think they i think they said they did like a test screening and like the audience wasn't satisfied with like how it ended and so they're just like okay we'll reshoot Mm -hmm. this but i remember i mean i love i still love the film but i loved it when i was a kid but i was always not satisfied with that ending i wanted him to like i wanted to see him die really yeah i was like what you're just gonna let him swim out there like this preposterous? After like he literally tried to kill you he kidnapped your girlfriend he literally tried to murder you and you're just gonna be like all right go catch a wave like no like shoot this guy in the fucking head pete Pete, he's not gonna pet new zealand yeah maybe he died he probably died but like we there's no definitive like i wanted to see that i that was my big pet peeve and like a lot of action movies is they make these villains, not necessarily Patrick Swayze, but just in general, like action movies. They make these villains like the worst scum of the universe. They're doing like the most wretched shit possible, and then they always get like quick deaths. I'm just like, no, I want to see like oh, this bad guy like suffer. I want to see like the pain in his eyes and know like that he's like paying for everything that he's done. So, anyways, um, I love the ending, but that's just me. Like yeah. Um- uh- I, I also thought the football scene was like a gay sex scene, so... Not I'm just sure. gay, transcends it. It's,
0: okay. just, <laughs> it's just people. It, there,
3: there's also, you know, the fact that, you know, Keanu Reeves, the, the other emotional beat of that scene is that he quits being a cop. That he's kind of, that he's right. like, fuck right. this. It's, I was listening to another... um another uh, analysis of the movie and they were saying it's interesting that Keanu was cast for the movie because he approaches everything with this kind of innocence and this kind of like wide open openness to everything he's involved Mm. with. And by the end of the movie, that's like the, it's like an ultimate gesture of, um, of cynicism. He's like really been, he's had his ass kicked by life at the end of the movie. And, um, and he's just uh, just over it. So he's over he's over like, imp- you know, exacting his pound of flesh out of out of um, Bodhi as well.
0: Yeah, I, I, I love that he throws the badge away because it's like it it just wouldn't feel right if he was still down for. And also, it's funny. It's kind of ludicrous the way it's said, but I do like that. Uh, Swayze asks him, like, before they get into a fight, he's like, you still surfing? He's like every day. And I, I I love it because it's like it's kind of silly, but it's like it, it just tells the audience like yeah it, whatever they shared made a big impact and and he's he is forever changed by that. Um, real quick though, that fight is that the first time somebody handcuffs themselves to somebody while they're fighting like secretly so they can't get away.
2: Don't know. I would guess I mean, no.
1: Yeah, that's got to be that's like a very cliche.
3: It happens like, like thing, the next isn't it? year. What's well, my question? The next year in Cape Fear. Um, Nick Goldie does not Okay, narrow. so but,
2: wonder, does it happen in the original? I don't think fear, the handcuffs. No, <laughs> I don't think they have that the kind of fight man? in
0: the original. Well, so help me out. Is this so? You guys are saying that you think this is the origin of this, or no?
2: I don't. I I, I think that it's got to exist somewhere, either like literary or in another film. Yeah, somehow.
3: that's a good question, though. Okay, agreed. Okay. Can I talk a...
2: about the death scene though? Um, Hit me. So I I do like the death, and I understand like. The, the wanting to see Bodhi's death, but I I do like the journey that, you know, Utah has been globetrotting, going, hitting up all the beaches, possibly surfing also while, <laughs> right. you know, while looking for Bodhi, but he knows he's going to be at Bell's Beach. And, you know, it's, they, they have their moment. They have their final physical tussle. And I love that. You know, Utah, he's still got his cop brain. Cause like at the beginning, Utah's a fucking dick. Like, you know, <laughs> he uses Tyler's dead parents as a yeah. way to get to her. Like, Utah sucks in the beginning. And then, you know, he genuinely does fall in love with the surf lifestyle, which I think is neat. And then, you know, at the end he he gets reunited with his, you know, soulmate Bodie. And that Bodhi Bodhi's charm... And and the connection and the vibe between Bodhi and Utah is so legit that he's he doesn't even have to say much to him. And Utah's like, All right, I you know, I've gotta take you down. I think it would be shitty if we saw him arrest Bodhi. And, you know, and he's like, I'll the man die tried the
1: to zone. kill him. I know. <laughs> tried to murder him.
2: <laughs> I know. And it's also kind of beautiful that he's like you got to go down somehow and i respect you enough in that i'm going to let you go drown how, how yourself this, in this giant wave you get about, to how, die the way you want to
0: how about this for compromise there's a ghost monkey scene after the credits where um keanu's waiting in his truck and and you know physics ways he paddles back he actually survived goes okay now you're going downtown sorry
1: well and i i mean so why is, are we just why do we assume that he died because it's a big wave like if if we're Can trying to take this like a real
2: surfboard he's such yeah, a I'm... surfer he's they... the bodhisattva of surf and then you see him be like yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah but i mean like you know how many surfers die while surfing but, like yeah, not that many like, like he's, a, he's, an, wave. he's an avid surfer like there's a very solid chance he that he survived that they
3: it's like a national <laughs> like they don't even want people on the beach much less in the surf. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, what do they call it? It's like a, it's like a hurricane. It's like
1: a the 50 the year, ten storm. year
3: 50 year storm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. 50 year storm. Yeah.
0: And they discuss it early in the film. And like, you, you know, Tyler's like, that's for like a uh, testosterone, uh, dickheads or whatever. And of course, like Sway's so like, it's not tragic to die doing what you love. And of course as a kid, I am like, he's so fucking right.
3: <laughs> and now I'm like, uh, ah, it's, it, it's, it's funny. That you, it? Yeah. It's funny. But that you um, brought up, um, um, Oscar Wilde before because I had a teacher in school who had, Mm. we were reading um, Dorian Gray and he was saying that the book, it's kind of doesn't really even, it's not even real. It doesn't even really have its head on straight about what its own thesis is because the metaphors that Dorian Mm. Gray is, he's getting the book. It's unclear whether the painting of not the painting of Dorian Gray in the attic is getting old because of his, psychic corruption or because it's a substitute for the ravages of age and it's those two aren't the mm. same thing and this movie is really kind of similar it does i'm not sure if it really has its head on straight about these big questions that we have is bodhi is bodhi a full-on psychosociopath? sociopath does he mean his own bullshit is it like an inch deep in some ways bodhi reminds me of um, the guy in repo man who uh, when he's dying he says to he says to Otto, um, "I'm just a victim of society," and Otto just calls me out on it. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "You're just a suburban, you're just a spoiled suburban punk, just like me." And he's just like, "Well, that's true, that's true, but it still hurts." Right.
0: <laughs> it, <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Um,
3: yeah, I, I, yeah,
0: it's one of those things. I, I know Swayze really liked the role, and I think Swayze brought—I know if he actually brought lines, but he definitely. So he he really uh, agreed with a lot of the philosophy in it. So I don't know if it's sort of a mashup between what the actor wants to do with it and what the director and writer want to do, or, you know, I I don't know, but um, I don't know. Let me ask you you guys, anything else, any other scenes you want to discuss? And I have one last question and then uh, I think we're done.
3: Not so much a scene, but have any of you ever seen Keanu in a movie called The Gift with Kate no he's a a lead? killer right? he's a he's abusive yeah he's abusive husband yeah, in yeah it? so a it? billy billy bob thornton wrote the script and um yeah. he it's really it's really interesting i don't know if he ever played a, has he ever played another villain except in that movie.
2: That's, he's that's true. Bags like um
0: <clears throat> oh the, when uh, the two women come to his house the two uh oh, that fucking movie that. what yeah. is
2: that movie <laughs> I, I was like i feel like this oh, will make oh, me super a, it's, uncomfortable it's so. a dude I, I, front who
3: uh like tarantino put him in It's that one guy eli roth right that's a shitty fucking movie yeah oh
2: yeah no yeah no thanks um neon demon he's a scumbag okay i haven't that. seen that
0: yet but and yeah and then
2: shoot what's that one the bad batch um which i haven't watched oh yet, yeah he's a co-leader
3: he's bodhi he's become well, bodhi what, in what that. movie is that i didn't recognize both of those titles where are they i'll write them down
2: uh, Neon, Neon Demon, Demon, I've heard of that. which i really liked yeah um and the bad batch which oh, i haven't seen it yet
0: really? it's good and it's funny um it's 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 from the director of a girl walks home alone at night uh i figured her name now and right. it's her, her crazy follow-up and jim carrey's in it too for a small parts it's, it's nuts crazy. but it's good cannibals uh cool clothing keanu is a weird cult leader um so uh 90s uh bromance um this might be taking a cake, but I I figure Lestat and Louie versus Bodie and
1: uh, Utah. Like where you go, Mary, you're, you're you're a vampire fan.
2: So different. So, so, (laughs) so different. It's
1: like the pop tart analogy again.
2: Lestat and Louie is like, just, I mean, codependent, depressing prison of a, a male romance, uh, you know, it's a, it's a prison sentence wrapped in, you know, a frilly <laughs> cravat. Right. And, you know, and I think that their, their attraction and their togetherness is a lot more tortured, um, you know, than Bodhi and Johnny, like Bodhi and Johnny are both these sort of like, um, you know, I hate to use this term, but I mean it like these two, like alpha specimens of, who they are right. and they're attracted to each other because of that. And they have this polar opposite connection. Um, and they see each other in a way. And it's, I just think it's a very different relationship from Lestat and Louis.
0: Okay. And then this is the real last question. I just, I totally lied to you guys. Um, so is this, uh, a good action movie or is this a good movie?
1: This is a good action movie. Mary.
2: Yes. And. Hmm. it's a it is a good movie it has it is an action movie i think i would edge more towards it as a good movie
3: okay josh what do you think man? yeah what she said i'd have to i'd have to i mean i might need to read an argument about like why it's not a good movie and see if i agree with it but it's definitely a good action movie and i think a good movie
1: yeah
0: i I was gonna
3: say i
1: feel feel like uh, I mean, obviously, it didn't get nominated for any kind of, like, awards or anything like that. And I feel like in order for it to be just, like, a genuinely good movie, like, pretty much anyone has got to be wanting to watch it, you know? Or at least appeal to a broader genre. Like, this is, like, very clearly, like, if you like action movies, you're going to shit your pants when you watch this. I I think it
0: still works, though, because there's... there's there's enough emotional stuff there. And it's a little different. It's a little sideways. So I, I think like 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 Mary said, she didn't really want to watch it because she's not really a, a typical action fan. And she's like, no, this is actually I dig it. I think that yeah. I think that if people gave it a chance, it would win over more people than it wouldn't. At least I don't know about young people nowadays. I don't understand the youth. But <laughs> and I
2: have to say, I think that the casting of Keanu and Swayze make it that you know it. Yeah. You know, if if it had been Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. That would have worked, but it would have been way more of a capital A action movie. I think, you know.
0: Yeah, I I, I totally buy that. All right, cool. Um, I think cool. we did it, guys. I think we uh, we we changed a lot of things for Change people out people there, and they're gonna. Yeah, I think every every one of them is gonna be touched by what we've done here today. Um, uh, so I, I'm 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 thank you again. If you guys have anything you want to plug, uh, throw it out there. Mary, you got anything yeah. going on?
2: Um, I am in a band called Walter Sickert and the Army of Broken Toys. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Bandcamp. Our newest album is called War Gospel. Um, right now, it's only available on Bandcamp. We'll have a bigger release later in the year. But yeah, definitely check out Walter Sickert and the Army of Broken Toys.
0: They rock. I have seen them live. Back in the old world. No,
3: back in before, exactly back in, back in before times.
0: Before times.
3: And uh, I'm at- yeah, yeah. Josh, I'm at anything- joshbear.com. If you want to buy my books, I have a graphic novel that came out 2020 called Tomorrow Forever. I just did a re release of my book, RM, which is an adaptation of Rom Space Knight, the old Marvel character who kind of does, isn't owned by anybody now. Like, it's not the Marvel, it was like a licensed toy. And uh, yeah, go check me out. I'm on Instagram. I, I do private classes. Uh, I have a group class it meets every wednesday if somebody really really wants to study with me or they can take my classes the 92nd street Y. uh all the info is on my website and check me out if you want to
1: pete you got anything you want to shamelessly plug no, no, no. Oh, okay, my new film's called The Last Kiss. It's a vampire Christmas horror comedy available on Amazon and my website, PeterLeon.org, as well as my punk band, Dead Retina, is working on a new 12-inch vinyl record on neon green vinyl coming out in a few months. And uh, yeah, that's about it for right now. And we're working on a comic book, but that's on the of back burner.
0: Cool. I'm above such petty concerns. I'm not going to plug anything I do. Um of Atta boy. You- <laughs> uh thanks everybody. I appreciate it and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you all soon. All right. Thanks guys.
2: Bye con Dios. bye
0: <laughs> God damn that us, was guys. A song I'm gonna I'm gonna re-edit so I say that <laughs> <and not>
1: even, <laughs> all right I'm gonna go uh, eat some pop tarts.